Welcome to Connecting Greeks, a streaming comedy show and podcast designed to explore and enhance Greek culture around the world. Join hosts Angelo, Adi, and Foti as they bring you fun and interesting guests from all walks of Greek life. Grab a cafedaki and join us. Hey everyone, welcome to another fantastic episode of the Connecting Greeks podcast. I am Ari and I am very, very, very excited for tonight's episode. We have two amazing guests. We are going to kind of dig into their brains, kind of get to know them. A lot of interesting stuff. We, we just met before we started recording and we feel like we're old friends. As Greeks generally do, this is why we do Connecting Greeks, because Connecting the Greeks, uh, just it's so easy and it flows, and you're going to see uh, how this goes when you meet these two fine gentlemen. Before we get to them, let me introduce Foti Stamos. Hello, Foti. Ari, how's it going, brother? What a great introduction, as you do always. And uh, as, as always, exciting. But for me, I think hosting this podcast, Connecting Greeks, I've met more Kalimians on this podcast than I have in my actual roots being in the island. Is- I don't, I, you know, I don't want to offend our guests, but like you've met way too many Kalimians. It's like not really? Connecting Greeks, it's Connecting Kalimians. Hey, we might have to do that, guys. I'm sorry, but... Uh, yeah, man, I, we definitely want to get to know these uh, gentlemen a little more because their story is amazing. Their background is fascinating. We definitely need to actually uh, get into. But you, you just said, Fluffy, you, you just said amazing. So, uh, speaking of amazing, let us bring on Angelo Tsarukas, everyone. What's up, Angelo? What's up, fellas? What's going on, Fluffy Adi? How are you back here on uh, the connecting Kalimnos? Looking forward to it. Um, Listen, these guys, good looking guys, both lawyers, I'm trying to figure out their salaries and their net because I want to know how much this is the Greek thing. We bring our guests on and we try to figure out what they make, but we got... We'll figure it out. We we got... Michael Iacobos, you know, KI Legal, and I I think these gentlemen are based in New York. I briefly met them when we were doing... I was hosting the Greek America Awards and I was in a a little bus selling peponia and carpuzia. And there was... It was crazy. We had drag queens and singers. We had, you know, Evangelia was on and we had... Had uh, Anna VC and and welcome to the show, gentlemen. Good to have you guys on uh, Connecting Greeks. Thank you, thank, thank you, thank you very us. much for having us, guys. Looking uh, forward to this. Yeah, and and just to start off, me speaking, but let me share. There's a reason why it's always connecting Kalimnians. It's because there's a lot of special Kalimnians. Started with this kid right here, who uh, <laughs> came into my life, uh, you know, three years ago, and. You know, we talked about this. We have so much happening at the firm and new partners, and it's just amazing. And it's been just such a huge blessing to 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 do what we've done together. But specifically about Michael, like I remember signing the operating agreement, and he had got to go to the bathroom for a minute. And I'm about to sign. It. I'm like, I haven't even had a beer with this guy, and yet here we are. And I'm about to embark on a partnership. You know, and um, he's just been. I've been through a lot of the last two years. Um, and most people run for the hills, but this person has been very special. And so in that context, that's why you have a lot of Kalimnians on your show. They're very good people. They have a lot of values, a lot of morals, a lot of ethics. And, um, for me, that's the stuff, you know, through thick and thin in life, through friendships, marriage, relationships, partnerships, that's what it is. You look through that, you look for that in everything, at least you should. Um, and, um, you know, I'm going to start crying. Yeah, no, I'm serious. (laughs) It's worthy. And it's not the first time I've said it. Every chance I get it. Is your family from Kalimnos also? No, 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 no. Thank God. No, I'm just kidding. Your family? <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we're not from there. The good people from your family. Throw that shit. I love, I love that whole scene. Both, 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 both of my parents, my dad, rest, rest in peace. Uh, both of them are from Kanya. Um, they both, they actually grew up in the neighborhood. Kanya. That's my mom. My mom, okay, so my mom is from Kanya. Wait, what from part? Yes. Oh, man. If I tell you right now. How come your name's not Manoli if you're from Kenya? My grandfather's name is Manoli Sikudakis. Sikudakis, Sikudiakis. Yeah, we, we invented Sikudia, I like to tell people. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's like the real moonshine. Everyone's like, oh, moonshine. I'm not a It's Sikudia. When I was young, we used to step on the grapes in front of our house. 
ice cold. All the little kids, we clean up, we clean our feet, step on the grapes, then we grind the thing. And then inside the house, it was like a crystal meth lab. So it was like <laughs> one pot with the pipe coming out and another one. And eventually you get the little drip. You're distilling the grape leaves. So, and funny. that's how you make tikkun. Yeah. Funny story about that, right? Again, from Kalimnos, uh, Andrea from Kriti. <laughs> when we first partnered up, you know, I, look, I was a transactional attorney by trade, real estate, a bit of a different world. Andrea grew up in the restaurants, right, through his father. But then he also naturally, as he became an attorney, he started representing and defending re- uh, restaurants. So a bit of a different world. So here I am, new partnership. We're going to, we're going and we're, we're visiting clients of his visit, visiting clients. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. And, and so we go to this diner. I won't say which one in, in Manhattan. And <laughs> I mean, you tell the story better than I do. But the, 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 the client, the client pulls out this jug. Underneath the table. No, 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 no. Shush. It was... Hello, yeah, hello, it was hello. within the in the container of olive oil, but he's like Kalimia Piesa Sidona this. Okay, the pure legal Haluki Mashpati, the Xenos Anthropos. I don't want to be rude. Yeah, in the like, olive oil. That's awesome. Are you serious? That's so good. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm drinking it. And I'm, after like two, three drinks, I'm starting to get a little tipsy here. I'm like, I don't want to say anything stupid. I just met this guy, but <laughs> them, it was natural. This is how they communicate, right? So yes. very quickly, I learned. You know, your, your real estate corporate world, your <laughs> restaurant and hospitality world, and then the marriage of the two. And here we are three was, and a half years later. Was literally, it was it was actually what we were doing for the client was very, it was entirely within his scope, right? Trust in estates, asset protection, restaurant owner, old school, super successful. Restaurant um, owner with 20 buildings. 20 buildings. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. And like, you know, that doesn't, doesn't write at all, right? It's just super successful. And I mean, you would never tell, like you think he just has one diner and that's it, but he's built a massive portfolio, but Michael's going through and Michael speaks perfect Greek. Perfect. So he's speaking to him and I'm just listening because this is Michael's, Michael's practice area expertise. And he's listening to him. And then he turns to me, he's like, like perfect. I was trying to be, you know, oh my goodness. Okay, to... what are you saying? Yeah. So, guys, so, so here's the thing, guys. <laughs> Interesting. You, you, great to have you in the show. I'm sure we all got questions for you. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Andy, you, your story is unique in the sense that I'm going to work. You're doing it in a, in, a, in a different order here. Most of our parents left from the same area to get a better life uh, for us. And they did successfully. You can say for the most part what they sacrificed and what they've done with what limited knowledge and education they had is phenomenal. There's no doubt about it. Um, your story, which is, uh, you know, like, like many immigrant stories, your family was in the food business. You did all this kind of stuff. And then your, your father did all this for the community. And then uh, that I'm going to say it fucking fucking COVID. Cause that's what I like to call it happened. Yeah. And, and unfortunately it affected your family and it took your father, but inspired you, which I think is the story here. When I saw it, when the guys told me about it, I knew about what I read about it from all of you guys, the inspiration that comes out of the story, I find remarkable that you actually said, no, uh, you, you guys are successful lawyers. you got the, but you're going to honor your father by where the Tribeca restaurant, you're going to keep it. And people, I saw it on the Today Show. I saw the press clippings and stuff. Uh, I do my homework, unlike, unlike Adi and Fawadi, who All they know to say is the guys from Kalimno, and then they sit back. <laughs> Someone's a Bonai Blatimo carrying these two guys. No, <laughs> these two guys are awesome. We, we joke around. They, all they are. You must have gone over all of us. But, but inspiring, guys. Inspiring, Andy. So you tell us the story. I want everybody to know this. Yeah, I was very, very because I honestly first go, what's this? And then I saw this, and I'm like, wow! And you're honoring your father and the community. Here's a man who in New York City, a big fucking New York City, and all these people were honoring your father. Even the Today Show, these people were moved by your story. Tell us, so my my um, so my Michael and I we partnered. Uh, December 6, 2018, we remember we signed the operating agreement. So, but technically we started January 1st, 2019. So we weren't where we are now then, not, not then. And we certainly weren't when my dad passed away in March 20, on March 27, 2020, we were a year and three months in 
we had one employee at the time. And, you know, to start, Michael and I partnered because he did what I did for the same client base, but the opposite side, right? So we both represented business owners, except I did litigation, he did transactions. So that was the first thing that we did different. Most people, oh, you do real estate, me too, great. When I have a bad month, you'll have a good month and our bills will get paid. But we wanted to bring the big firm tricks to the little guy. We wanted to start combining it. And that's something that both of us wanted to accomplish and it's ingrained from our parents and how we were raised, right? Why can't we do this? That's why can't we do this? Gemis, right? That's the Greek attitude. Right. So my dad, COVID happens. My dad was 59. He, he passes away very quickly. I think he was the first Greek. I know he was first Greek um, in the United States to pass away. It was like, I mean, just complete knockout punch for me just knocked me off my ass when I mean, that you're, happened you're an only child too i'm so. an only child you know i'm my dad's one of four of four siblings he has three sisters he's the only boy only guy i'm the only one carrying the name same name as my father i mean my whole life was you know this amazing dad who was such a good person the life of a party very social hardworking, committed sticks to community that's where he stayed tribeca from 1989 march of 1989 until march 2020 um amazing and um, actually march 1990 they opened it was exactly 30 years that uh, that he spent in that community at gwiz and then tribeca's kitchen so when he passed away everybody was locked in home you know uh, I was scrambling, trying to figure out. I was in between moves, selling one house, buying another. Michael says, you know, pause everything. Go focus on this. We got it. I don't want to hear from you. Just go take care of what you need to take care of. Well, one month turned into three months, turned into four months. And, you know, it was amazing because here we are building this firm during this time period. And at the same time, on my end with the restaurant, what you're referring to about the story, it was you know, one, honoring my dad, you know, the neighborhood, I would come visit the store, nobody could leave the house. So good. So I'm going to go to the restaurant, nobody could find me there, you know, and I tore the whole place down before anybody could tell me don't do it. I didn't want to I didn't want anybody to step foot in that restaurant, the way he the way it was when he was here without him present. So I'm going to gut it, you're never going to step foot into Tribeca's kitchen without my father, the way it was, that's gone. Remember that memory packed restaurant. You're never going to be in that version of it without him present. And that was the one thing that drove me on that part of it. Obviously my mom making sure that she's financially stable on her own, the restaurant that my father built because she was at home taking care of the home front. Right. And then from a business standpoint, it was, I'm going to do everything I tell my clients to do. Right. And we needed I needed every single aspect of our law firm over this, over these last two and a half years. And so during this whole time period, I'm taking my dad had like a very progressive diner. And here I am training diner cooks, diner dishwashers, diner prep guys, diner servers, diner busters, diner hosts, diner managers, bringing in some new talent to do so. Cause I don't know what am I going to teach them? Right. I can teach them operations. I can teach them business. I can do all of the connecting and putting the, the team together, but the actual conversion comes from motivation, right? Encouragement, showing them that there's another way, uh, but also taking this and it better work to my clients and saying, hey, stop telling me. No, you got to take a step back and you got to make some difficult decisions. I don't take a pay there. I never took a pay there. Not a dollar, nor did my mother. Some manager does and he gets paid well and he gets health insurance and he has a 5K life insurance policy and so does the chef and a bunch of other people. But we need to stop treating our businesses the way that was acceptable and more than okay 30 years ago. And that's the premise of our whole firm is the things that got our parents successful, that made them successful, no longer are enough. So true. And I hate to use so true. So true. I hate to use the term case study, but that's exactly what it was for Andrea and then, you know, by by osmosis the firm everything that we tell our clients to do well we we were collectively going through it right exactly so it's really hard for the client to sit across from the table and say well i can't do it i can't do it that way uh yes you can because you know andrea just did it right yeah and then on the other side you know while he was there going through what he had to go through on my end here i am the world is literally crumbling in so many different ways but with respect to these business owners you know, you have mass shutdowns, 
You have testing requirements, HR compliance, lawsuits, people dying. Like it was chaos. And, and, they're, and they're coming to the lawyer to basically save my life, my, my livelihood, right? Again, not save my life, but save my livelihood. Everything that I've worked for from the moment I got off of that ship or that plane 35 years ago, it's all going to be lost like that. And therein we saw just the, just a big hole in the, the services that the average business owner needed that were just out of grasp whether economically they didn't have any kind of ignoring me, they didn't know who to speak to, right? That only M100 law firms, Skadden, you know, big firms had, and the small solo practitioner or the, or the 10 person in less shop or less shop couldn't provide this plethora of services, whether it was, you know, bankruptcy, restructuring, commercial real estate, labor, uh, employment, defense, compliance, whatever it may be. And that's when we looked at each other and we said, this is what we need to build out. And that's what we've been doing the last three years. Yeah, you you really just to just build on that. It's you know, there's a there's a lot of small firms and a lot of big firms. The big firms are out of grasp, like Michael just said, they're just too expensive. And quite frankly, the economics, you're irrelevant to them. Right. They don't really like you're going to be gone tomorrow in their mind. And even if you survive, you're only one store. So they don't really care. It's not exciting to the big partners to them. Right. That's not the Johnson and Johnson's of the world. That's not the person who's going to pay 20 million for a bankruptcy and so on and so forth. Right. But they're not interested and they want to help you. They just can't. The whole firm is designed for a different type of client. Right. And on the other side of the spectrum, you have, Really great attorneys who do commercial real estate, 10 attorneys, three, four, maybe they do one other thing. You have really great attorneys that do labor and employment or criminal or something. But again, there aren't law firms that service business owners, again, many of which are very, very successful and big firms ignore them for the wrong reasons, right? They don't take that diner because they don't know about, they don't take a chance to find that they have a $30 million portfolio of real estate, right? They ignore them. Ah, he's just some diner owner. And so as a result, you're left with really smart, fragmented firms. So commercial real estate, bankruptcy, labor and employment, corporate, all little pieces of the puzzle. But the pandemic created a scenario where you didn't know what you needed and you needed them all at the same time at the table. So I'm going to pour my heart to you tell you all of my problems as a business owner, whether it's the employees that are you know pissed off because they think I got a lot of PPP money and I should give it to them and I should pay them even if there's no workers. So now you got employment lawsuits, the landlord down your throat, lenders down your throat, uh, partnership disputes, vendor disputes, vendor disputes, outside partner disputes. Well, you shouldn't be taking a pay now. If you're taking a pay, then that money should go somewhere else. We're in bad times. I'm yeah, sorry. It was just, right. But let me get everything at the same time. But the, but here's what you bring to it, and this is where it comes into play. You guys understand this. You understand. These are people that formulated success. And the problem is the world goes, oh, the guy owns a diner. This is, this is common. I do a joke in my act where I go, Greeks are the only people who talk about real estate they should have bought 25 years ago. Everywhere I go, they, my uncles do it. Everywhere. We would have bought this for 200 grand. It's worth 4 million. Yeah. So that, that it's a joke, but it's true. Very true. So what you guys brought to the table and forcefully because of COVID and the, the situations that happened to Andy is that, it makes you realize that we're at a time now there's a transition. We're the center of the transition. And I've always said this. We're not 100% American and we're not 100% Greek. We're in the middle, the children of the diaspora. This is everywhere. Like this is Lena. Canada, Australia, South Africa, England, Ireland. Everywhere I've traveled to, you hear the same stories. But we now adapted to that now. Our parents worked their asses off to give us opportunities to be lawyers and uh, entertainers and, uh, you know, and building the, the networks like the boys have done here with the, the, the Greek AF and all that. I mean, these are the things now, but it's, I like what you guys are doing, how you're, you're bringing your, we, we've all had to work in the fucking restaurant. So you understand the mentality of those people coming to you. Is that right? It's per- 100%. 100%. Well, gentlemen, I, I came across a statistic. Maybe you can uh, confirm this, but what you're, what you're just discussing is that to this day, there's still about 
40,000 plus Greek owned independent restaurants across the country that are probably struggling with these issues that you're discussing right now. Yeah, there are. And um, the problem is you have, you have for the wrong reasons, the business is not being passed down, right? The business that, again, the things that, that made the, that our parents successful. And, and for me, you mentioned it before they, whatever they did, they, my dad came here 14, literally go, there's an uncle there. My brother, that's what his mother said. They say the roads are golden. Oh, yeah. That's what they said, right? It's not golden. He worked as a gas pump attendant first, and then he made furs, and then he worked as a grillman, and that's how he worked his way up, and he had nothing. But I didn't grow up with uh, a million, you know, a million different things all the time and excess. I didn't, but I had a perfect life. I went to Greece. We went on family vacations. My dad was every day off was with me. I had everything that I needed in life and everything that I didn't need in life. And it was all because of that one diner that he had in Tribeca first, gee whiz, right? And then it was Tribeca's Kitchen. But it was always one place. And he gave me all that I ever really needed in life. He was Him and my mother were, were great parents. And that's what a lot of people did. You know, they eat- Andy, stop right there. Isn't that – that's what I'm talking about. We don't have that anymore. People don't understand that. People don't have it. You just said it. You had everything you needed. And everything you didn't need. I know. That's what you got to teach your fucking kids, right? Yep. So what I do with my kids every night is I tell them, you know, they'll have a pool party all day long. And then they'll like, I want to sleep over. And then they'll say, stop hysterical crying. And I'm like, so you're crying. So I'm sorry. I I guess your day. Tell me all the good things that happened today. And then they'll start listing off a million (laughs) good things. Tell me all the bad things that happened today. Well, I really want to sleep over her house. Okay, so that's one out of 20. So since you're crying, I don't want to make you sad. That's making me feel like I made uh, you had a bad day and I did a bad job, right? So, yeah, we do have to make different decisions as parents and we have to teach them right. to think about outweigh these things because this excess is not good. It's not good. It's not good. And that's ingrained in all of us, guys. I'm sure I see how yeah. you say that. I did it to my daughter the other day. Yeah. Well, Daddy, I wanted to go. I said, hold on. She goes, I want to stay up. It's 1 o'clock in the morning. And I, it's not her fault. Her mother passed out, and I was passed out. And the other kid's running around the dog. I go, hey, you got to go to bed. She goes, you didn't go to bed. I go, bed. And she knows. She knows. And, it's like, and I realize there's certain things. you got To be a parent, but we were raised tough. Your, your story's like my dad, 15 years old, went to Canada, didn't know anybody, and then built something. Out of nothing. And nowadays, I got my cousin Speedo, who lives in Toronto, can't make up his mind if he could go drive to Montreal to meet a chick. Big Zero Fovame. You're in Malacca. My parents got on a boat, didn't even know where freaking New York or Montreal was. You know, Angela, you know what it is. And I see it here, and I also see it in Greece a lot. Um, you know, treating, we, we baby our kids a little too much. I think that's a, it's a big issue, you know. And uh, what, what may be helping them in the immediacy is stunting their growth in the long term. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah. Uh, you have yeah. to fall down. There has to be trials and tribulations. You have to, to suffer loss because from loss, from darkness is built character. Right. And we want to right. protect our kids naturally because we're parents. But if we overprotect them, we actually hurt them. So, you know, it's, we, it's not easy. I don't know. We should do it into parenting. It's not yeah. easy. But. Can we still give all the kids a participation trophy? I'm totally against that. Totally, totally, totally against, against that. that. Totally against that. Totally. And, against and, that. and you know what? Like, you win, you lose, you suck it up. Even That's with it. our clients. Do better next time. Try harder. Exactly. Listen, exactly. People, some people want yes men, right? Uh, some clients as well. And we are not that type of law firm. Uh, just the other day, we had a we had a client that we we, we, had, to, we had to sever the relationship. We had to fire the client because we would give them really good advice, right? Nuanced, you know, analysis, and they would just say, "I don't want to do it that no, way." No, first she would say yes, and then she would see. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. First she would say yes. She, oh my god, this is genius! And then at the last minute, after we've spent a ton of time on it. Well, oh, this is crazy. You're not you're not doing this. You're not doing this. What about this? What about this? We went over this X, right? We went over this over and over. And eventually it was, we're not in the business of just sucking the life out of your wallet. I don't, 
I want to represent your kids one day. I want you to say, right. this person, never be thinking about money with us. Yes, working with a good law firm that has your best interest, the stuff you're thinking about, and the, definitely the stuff you don't even know about, being analyzed and thought about. Of course, it's not, a, it's not cheap, never. But at the same time, I mean, you, you can't, you have to trust your lawyers. And once there's no trust, once that person is in such a dark place and you can't return from that, it's very hard for us to be the type of lawyers that we want to be, which is people that help them. You know, we want to genuinely help them. And we're not here for that one off. We want to represent your kids one day, you know? Of course. You know, Ari, Ari what you said about everybody wins participants. I remember we played hockey in Canada. I was having a bad game. My dad goes down to the coach. Coach, take him out. Take him exactly. out. And we're looking at him and he's like, oh, <laughs> My dad made me take him out of the game. <laughs> Our parents would rip us out of the game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a different ball game now. And I don't know what, I don't, I don't really know what, how do you, what do you blame it on? Because I, I completely agree with everything you guys are saying. Like the kids have to be tougher. The kids have to figure out their own problems, whatever. But I'm also guilty of like, if I see my kid struggling, you know, he's three years old. If I see him struggling, I'm the first one to break. And my wife's like, what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, no, he's crying. And I, and I catch myself doing that. And, like, and I think about it and I analyze it. And I'm like, what is it? What is it? How did our parents, how are they so tough? And, like, we or, you know, I don't want to speak for you guys, but, like, I'm so, like, soft. Like, my, my wife is way tougher than I am. But I don't know. Is it, like, is it because we're – we're here and comfortable, and so we want our kids to be comfortable. It's that's because exactly, they had a tough that's, time. That's exactly it, right? The old adage, the, the wolf at the top of the mountain is as hungry as the ones climbing it, right? That's exactly right. what it is. And, and look, not specifically your situation, but just generally as a, uh, as a community, we've lost a lot of the, the governing tenets that made us great as Greek Americans, Greek Canadians, right? Friskina, Ikoyenia, Sunday yeah. dinner. I don't, I, I lived, I, I went to Fordham, right? I lived on campus. My parents would make me commute home, not that far, about an hour, 45 minutes, every Sunday. They didn't care what was going on yeah. for Sunday dinner. You were there. No matter how hungover I was, I was there. <laughs> yeah. And even if I didn't eat anything, I sat there in silence. And look at the, look at the difference, right? Son of a restaurant owner, son of a doctor. So different different totally professions, different worlds. Different worlds. We grew up, but same ethics. I was home at three thirty because my dad opened up the restaurant at four. So <laughs> we had dinner at four o'clock every night. By the way, my dad was in bed by eight. So was the whole house. That's how I and was we, raised. But away, we've gone. We've gone. We've gone the easy route, the easy route, yet the and, and, and because we're weak. So decisions for short term gain. Let me put this fire out here. Right. Here's yes, a, you can have ice cream. Here's yes, the cell phone. This, here's the cell phone. Right. Yeah, short -term gain, uh, yeah. short -term gain, iPads. Problem solving for the short term is very selfish. It's not because you want to make them happy. It's because you don't want to make the difficult decisions that require more work. And right. they become very problematic long-term. And the best analogy I can give is it's like smoking. You don't die a month after your first cigarette at 15. You die at 70 because the damage has been done already. And it's very hard to stop smoking and to repair your lungs at that age. Right. right? right. And this is the same thing. Repetitive, <clears throat> repetitive, repetitive, bad problem solving, little, little firefighting for a day and replacing it and repeating it, your brain is going to create, you know, super highways that continuously do the same thing. They're going to act this way because this is going to bring X result. And, you know, you have to, we have to stop that. We have to well, really like, understand like, the long-term like damage. It's like, uh, you know, the rubber band or pendulum effect. Like we, we started here and we started going this way, this way, this way, this way. What I'm hoping, is that, you know, we're kind of over here and all of the things that we took for granted, Goya, you know, uh, um, the, the Sons of Pericles. Let me, let me. My parents used to drag me 
to, to, to New Jersey for the Horus Peridis when I was like eight and I would want to kill myself. You know? Unless it was at a school, then we'd tear that place apart. Yeah. <laughs> you know how, about this other cha- how about this other challenge? You were mentioning about how, like, when we actually put our foot down to make decisions that are hard, but then we are subject to our grand, our in laws or our parents getting involved and saying, wait a minute. Yeah. You're being too harsh on the kids. And the grandparents see a different light because they see the kids differently than we do. Yeah, who are these people? He used to beat the living snot out of us. Asitopidi. What Asitopidi? It's my mother. Are you the same person? Even my sister says, who are you? What about when they say, my kid's not going away to college. You left at 14. What are you talking about? What the hell are you talking about? How can you possibly say that, right? right, right, right. How funny you say that? My, 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 my father got a full ride to... Uh, at 17, he graduated Brooklyn Tech a year early. Wow. He got a full ride to Brandeis in Atlanta. My papu, Papu Michali, bridge painter, typical Colombian. He said, Queens College. So that's where my dad went. He went to Queens College, despite my papu, who, who again came over with my parents, obviously, with my father as a, as a kid. But, uh, you know, just different thought processes and mentalities. Yeah, man. It's like, oh, guys, you can't win. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, look what we're talking about here. Family. It all comes down to family. Yes. All of us. And, and the thing is, you guys are providing, you, you've identified and KI Legal is provide for anybody watching today. Us kids who got the stubborn parents or the stubborn young papu, you need advice Smart people get proper advice. Uh, knowledge is power. That was the name, uh, the, the motto of my school in Canada. Knowledge is power. You're as smart and good as the things you know. And you guys have done this. And for people watching today, any situation can be, you, if there's something you're not sure about, guesstimating with your life or your parents' livelihood that they've worked their whole lives with, this is not something... That's where the value to me comes in to proper advice and coming to a company like KI Legal or to you guys. Forget the name of the company, YouTube and your branch, because to me, it's worth, it's invaluable to get that. And I think a lot of times people, oh, well, you know, you know, we always have that cousin. Same with me. Okay, Malaka, get on stage and do it in front of 2,000 people. He's up like a deer. Angelo. So when it comes down to family, I think we all agree on that, right? It's family. It is the family. And, and what I'm happy to report is, you know, Dora, second and third generation of Greeks like us, right? They, they're open. They understand that what worked for their, their, their fathers doesn't work for them now. Because, again, right. mom and dad did a really good job, as we've all established. And they've, right? So now, as Andrea said, we have to protect that. But you can't use the same tricks you were using yesterday, right? So it involves education. It involves bettering yourself. And you never want to be at the table and say, man, if I had just spoken to this person or if I had just gotten off my ass and right. done my, my due diligence, I wouldn't have lost everything. Right. And we got to put the egos aside, hundred especially with business owners. People are, you know, you got in-laws, you got brothers, you got brother-in-laws, you got kids. You've been the leader of the family and you're, you're, you know that there are things that you are living you're literally playing roulette on every single day that it's not going to happen to you. Somehow you've gotten away with it, or maybe you haven't. And you just solved it on your own, but you're doing it. And because you don't want to let everybody else know, guys, I've been doing this wrong and we need to fix it because you don't want to have that conversation for probably a lot of valid, uncomfortable reasons. Sure. You don't. And it just multiplies. And so, People, we know this. We know how to navigate that part of it. And there's a way to finesse that conversation. And sometimes you don't have to be the deliverer of that news, right? You know, whether it's, hey, you're like Joe, right? Here's this case study or this article or, you know, share this with them so that they actually see this and say, feel like they're the ones making this decision to do this. And they don't necessarily have to reveal something they've known for a long time. But the problems have to get fixed. Otherwise, you're going to eliminate decades of success. 
And as a result, it's going to have a, you know, an impact on the whole community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's super important that, that people just kind of just face their problems aside, head on. Yeah. Yep. Put your egos aside. Uh, and, and, you know, we really, we really do care about, uh, about the work that we do. I always say, you know, we do a lot of things that we don't get paid for, whether it's, you know, the charter school in Staten Island and representing the church, uh, common joke with Michael. I was just telling him, Mike, I got really good news and really bad news. You know, I got a 60 plus year ground lease plus an existing building lease. It's a massive transaction. He's like, oh my goodness, it's amazing. I'm like, what's, he's like, what's the bad news? I'm like, we're going to do it for free. (laughs) (laughs) And this is like a six figure. This is like, I mean, it was a massive undertaking. Um, But, you know, it was important to me. I grew up in that church. My daughter, my daughters go to that school now. I knew the, the charter school and it's amazing, right? My point is, it's really important to do good work with what you have to offer to the world professionally, whatever you do, whether it's a restaurant giving food to the homeless or uh, to the local camp or to, you know, someone forgets their wallet. It doesn't matter, but you should be doing good work with whatever you have to offer. A doctor who, you know, takes a certain amount of people and says, I don't care. I'm not working at your hospital unless you let me take 10 pro bono matters a year or Whatever it is that you do, you Give need to do it. You Give need to contribute bit. this, yeah. period. And, and we, really, we really mean it here. Um, and that's actually the most rewarding work that we do. Um, we do it with our heart. Most people appreciate it. Um, I would say, you know, a large majority of it, we have very, very few clients that leave us ever. Um, and the ones that leave us is mutual. Um, just different, different. They're looking for, you know, paper pushers and, and we're lawyers. We're advocates. We're counselors. We're here to give you advice. We're here to tell you genuinely what you need to do and not do. Um, and we hope you'll listen to us and we lead by example. And so those things all together, um, make us different. And you mentioned about the names, forget about the firm. KI is Kutsudakis and Ayakovu. The reason we changed it from Kutsudakis and Ayakovu Law Group, comma, PLLC is because it's not about Kutsudakis and Ayakovu. It's about our work. And so forget name partners and non-name partners and all this bullshit. It doesn't matter. It's not about us. It's not about ego. It's about the work that you do. And that's the only thing that people will remember. No one is going to care about your biggest transaction or your biggest litigation matter. Yeah, they'll remember it. But the stuff that's going to define you is the stuff that people say, wow, right? I should try to do more like this and try to do more like this in my way or another way. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've learned this, you know, even my father, when he passed, is you know, coming to the restaurant and seeing little kid letters, like, it's amazing to, to be, to have the restaurant, someone saying, oh, they just broke a glass in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. You know, cheers to that. that. Um, <laughs> I, I came to the restaurant and I stationed up the computer. At one point, Michael was in there too. The place is full demolition site and we had can legal operating out of like out the of restaurant, restaurant construction just so we could be together working. It was, um, it was insane. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. But I had it facing the outside. So the computer screens here, glass and sidewalk. So I could see all the customers coming. And this is like when there was no humans on the streets in Tribeca. Yeah. And strangers, strangers, people I haven't seen in 20 years. And I said this at the Gabby Awards when I spoke too, because they did the whole yeah. video for all those we lost from COVID. Strangers crying, hysterical, telling me about, you know, the one time that my dad let them have a soup instead of a salad yeah. 20 years ago in his other restaurant and yeah. how that mattered. Or, you know, the $55,000 that we raised from GoFundMe to share with people who, you know, the, 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 I was going to get to that was first round. That was this guy. I called Michael. I said, I'm I'm living in my mother-in-law's house. We just closed on my other house. The closing on my new house can't happen because the bank can't get the shit together to get to tell me what I need because you don't have to pay your mortgage and all this stuff. I don't want 50 people coming every single day, dropping off flowers. They don't want to be here either. Take the money, go do something, create a GoFundMe. And that's what came out of it. 55 grand just for uh, 55 grand. And masks and, and uh, PPE uh, You're talking PPE about equipment. 40 boxes like this, huge boxes being delivered. We didn't account for that, yeah. right? 
Um, Nicole Melitakis. I said, Nicole, I just found out I have a bo- I have 40 boxes being delivered to my mother-in-law's house. Where the hell are these things going to go? Like, and I don't even know where to bring them. Masks, shields, you name it. Yeah. So we brought them there. But this is where each person, what did she do? She went and she said, okay, let me call every nursing home. How many do you need of what? Every precinct, every firehouse from all five boroughs. Right. This is an example of everybody doing their little piece of the puzzle for something that you're not getting paid to do. Just do it. Right. Right. But hold on. You guys said it. I'm going to give you one word. Filotimo. 100. And this is something I stress it. I tell my friends, tell them in L.A. I tell them everywhere we go. It's in all of us. And what you guys are talking about right now is Filotimo. And that's why. You're doing it. And that's why we do it. That's why those refugees that nobody in Europe wanted went where my mom's from, Mytilini, and kind of, and the Greeks had no money, no food, and they were still feeding and, and giving these people because we have Filotimo. And the, this is what I'm trying to teach my kid. I want her, I, it's good to have an education, everything. What you guys are talking about, when Michael raised the money, you said, we saw this, we're observant of it. This is something. So and and it's a word no other language has but us, and what you're talking about exactly. You know, you you talk about the uh, the prosfiges and the the refugees. The people in Mitilini did that, or the people in Kos did that, or wherever. Kios, plenty of examples, because we were the refugees. Exactly, hundred years ago, 1915. Like my family, we're not from. We're from, uh, you know, Asia Minor. Asia Minor. We're from sure. Halikarnaso. That's where we're from. That's my grandparents were some it's thousands of years. Sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So, you know, Filotimo, there's not a lot of us either, right? I just saw something in the uh, the news yesterday that the Greek population has yeah. shrunk by three and a half percent just in the past 10 years. That's a crazy amount of people. 600,000. Brain, whether, whether million to ten four, yeah. Whether it, whether it's brain drain, whether it's you know people just starting life later because of economics, like they don't have money. Like we need to do better. We need to support each other. We need to get back to our roots, which are all of those things that were instilled in our generation when we were growing up. The people who are thirty five and older, the ones who are not to poo poo, the ones who are younger than us. But it's just different. I don't know how to explain it. If you don't remember what life was like before the internet, then we're we're different. I'm gonna give well, a Michael, shout out. Michael. I'm gonna give a shout out to the Hellenic Classical Charter School in Staten Island, the church that we helped. You know, we represented the church on. Now they have a Park Slope location, and now they opened up in Staten Island. And I mean, it's an amazing thing that they're that's doing. St. Nicholas. Yes. St. Nicholas. We've I've done a show there for them. I have. Oh, nice that's people. That's, that's the pro bono I did. That's the pro, pro bono, bono case. Yeah, I was the pro about. bono one. I do pro bono stuff, but it's for me, it's spread out here. One in LA, one in Canada. I've done some in New York. I've done a lot of them in New York also. Oh, you got to come. You got definitely got to come to the church. But the reason why I brought it up is because, you know, it was a lot of, um, a lot of speaking with the parish, uh, speaking with a lot of old timers. We have people that are in their late 90s in Staten Island that are Greeks. My grandmother was from Greece and they're that age, right? Long time Greeks in the community. And it was this concept that you're going to have a, a school here that is going to have non-Greeks in it of all different races and religions. And somehow that's bad. And I was adamantly opposed to that. And, and someone argued, and I, and I really embraced this 100% because it was exactly how I felt said, one day you're going to be, someone's going to be in the DMV and there's going to be uh, a, a black person on the other side, a Hispanic person on the other side, a Chinese person on the other side, and they're going to see your name and they're going to speak Greek to you. And you're going to say, oh my goodness, right? So now all of a sudden, your mother or your father who gets spoken to improperly because you have an accent, and it happens to my mother all the time and it drives me through the roof. Every time that happens, whoever does it is in trouble. I'm getting on the phone. I don't care if it's Lowe's or whoever it is, right? But now you're going to go somewhere to a city agency or an office or somewhere else, and there's going to be someone that you have no, you would never imagine, and they speak, read, write perfect English. My kids are singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer alongside kids of all different nationalities, races, color skin, you name it. 
in Greek. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that is amazing. 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 And that's how you spread Hellenism, Greek culture, Greek traditions. It's 100%. it's just mind blowing. So that is why I brought that up. Yeah. Good. And Have I, you seen the movie Rise? I, I just I just wrote it. Here. I watched it the other night with my daughters. It's great. You talked now, about the refugees. Look, Rise. Yanis is in the Kumbo. I literally watched it the other night. It's a great movie. Running from Turkey, raiding, right? All that but stuff. They did. And then he comes to Greece, and the nurse in the hospital says, no, I left it at home. I left my papers at home. Oh, I came straight from work, right? And the nurse looks at her and says, I know, right? And it's that Philotima. That's exactly when I wrote this. You talked about Philotima. Greeks don't do that. They have a heart. And don't forget that. Use it. Yeah. Use it whenever right. you can. And, were, but that, and that's a great story. And, you know, he's going to play for the – I've met him. Super, super gentleman. And the funny thing about that guy is, you know, for the Greeks did give him a hard time for a bit. And then they realized when they got drafted by the NBA, you know, all of a sudden Nigeria said, no, 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 no. They're Greeks, yeah. Like the Kalimni. The Kalimni are the same way. If you're if you're an outsider, we're very like xenophobic, but once you're in the fold, that's yeah. it. It's the shirt off of our back, literally. For the, for the well, you know, so we have a drink. We have a drink at Marathi, which is the name that I converted the restaurant to. Marathi is a beach in Kriti. That was my dad's favorite beach. So it's uh, called Marathi now. Mara- Marathi, 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 uh, and it's right underneath the Suda Bay, uh, Suda Bay Army Base, U.S. Army okay. Base in Crete. So we grew. Up, I grew up going there as my dad's favorite beach, and I said, you know what? My dad started and ended Tribeca's Kitchen, and you know that was that was the the end of that chapter, and I'm going to write the next chapter. Um, and at Marathi, we have a cocktail. And so everything has a purpose. The, the dishes, we have whatever it is. But on the cocktails, there's a drink called Philoxenia. And it was the number one cocktail that we made. And so my dad always has this an iconic picture of him with his arms open. Like multiple pictures I have of this. But there's one that was in Tribeca Trib, I believe. And it, that's how he always posed, open arms. You could be a complete stranger. That's how he welcomed you into his home at the restaurant. But... We dissected the word philo and Xenia, right? Philo, friend, Xenia, stranger. Friend of a stranger. And that is what hospitality means. That's what philotimo means. That's what being Greek means. In whatever capacity, you are a professional. Whatever you do, philo, Xenia, friend of a stranger. It doesn't matter who you are. It's like this conversation right now. I mean, we've been talking for over an hour. We've met each other, and I feel like... We know each other. No, Wallet, or are you guys... But here's my, I'm going to ask, I want all you guys, I've been watching this, and there's uh, Greek festivals, which are adored, adored by Americans, can everywhere in the world, they love, if you ask people, number one ethnic festival, people they go to, it's Greek. There's a problem with them now. Our parents' generation's going away, the new generation doesn't want to work, and they're having the outsource a lot of the, I don't know if you guys know this. Yeah, you do. That's right. Am I right? They're outsourcing. It's not, no lack of people. volunteering. It's probably a good Greek business there. You could probably get a company that comes and launches and runs your <laughs> own something happening all over the country. I see something happening, and I've already thought of this. Now, it's funny because <laughs> I, I go to St. Sophia. I go to St. Sophia in LA. Yeah. Uh, and that's where I was married, and we baptized my daughter. Every year for Bosca, we go to the Rose Bowl, they have a big picnic. And I always make a joke about it. It's the St. Sophia Greek Orthodox picnic at the Rose Bowl. And when you go there, it's run by Armenians and Mexicans. There's no freaking Greeks. They're all the Greeks at the cash register. And it's all Mexicans and Armenians. The Greeks are having too much fun, you know? They're having way too much fun. But the thing is, are you guys seeing it in New York as we're seeing it in the West Coast? No, no. No, Archangel Michael Church, uh, which I'm very That's a good proud church, of. by the way. Yes. yes. Archangel Michael Church is a tremendous church, huge community. It started off with very humble roots and it's grown over the past, you know, 30, 35 years as people have moved out from Astoria, Flushing. That's one in Port Washington, right, Michael? Port Washington, yeah. Right, right. It, 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 I mean, it, it's amazing. The, the amount of money that that festival pulls in and just the the overall community spirit, the engagement, people are there and they're busting their asses behind the grill. And we're not talking about professionals. No. Like, it might be their first time, 
Maybe they've made a hundred frappes their whole life. They're making a hundred frappes an hour at that. At that. Just hour. to be clear, this festival is like Six Flags. It is the most well-run operation I've ever been to in my life. It's well, let, amazing. Well, let me tell you something, Angelo. Uh, way back when, I, I had traveled around the United States, and I remember I went to the Greek festival of the church in Portland, Oregon. We're talking. 12 years ago, I forget the name of the church, but we were hosted, hosted there. In my prior life, I was, uh, I was an actor, and uh, we, we, we had put, up, put on a show there at the uh, Reed University, playing in the amphitheater. Anyways, so we're there, we're at the Greek festival, and I'm like, how the hell are Greeks out? You know, New York guy, I'm used yeah, to yeah. Like Astoria, Flushing, you know, and then I'm there in, in Portland, Oregon, and, and you could I was so proud, like even a peso gato, Apoberifania. I was so proud seeing these people who were like third, fourth generation. They couldn't there. speak Greek. They're not me. They're not like you know first generation, and they're there, and they're and they're there as a community, and they're passing it on to the next generation. And I was like, I was so proud just seeing that. So hopefully that doesn't go away. And if it, well, it started to go well, away, we got to do better. Well, my, Michael, my little daughter says, Ella Babaco, Ella Babaco. <laughs> Port Washington, uh, Archangel's a unique. I've done shows for you guys there, man. You got five, seven hundred people coming. Yeah. That's a tight, beautiful church, beautiful community. 500. Your community. Price per ticket. <laughs> no, I always give a good deal. So you but walk out with like you guys support. Feet? support yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, full circle full circle oh man so this is great, um, this is great. Well, i mean like this is guys this has been um you, you know i mean i it, it, we've already been on for an hour we went to shut up we're talking talking that's it we didn't even talk about the buffer. So much fun. <laughs> we did. I mean, look, we this did is though. something yeah. Ari and Forty you probably agree. This is definitely you guys are guys we're gonna bring back on this. One hundred percent. I know we haven't finished the conversation with you guys. I would I would we love Ari Forty, what do you guys think? One hundred percent. Look, we, we we do these we do these a lot. Uh, you know, when download download the app and like look at look at our history of the podcast. Yeah. We do this a lot. And the good ones are the ones that we just sit back. Like, Fothi and I literally were sitting back and just enjoying the conversation because you guys, you know, you, you captured our interest. You captured uh, everything you were saying is something we connect with, something we believe in. Uh, yeah. And talking to you guys is like, you know, we're, we're, we're out having a drink. and Like we're sitting at the Cafe Neo, right? Yeah, exactly. And that, that's, 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 the beauty. that's the beauty of... Uh, why we do connect in Greece because there's so many of us out there and we share, we could be from different places, different yeah. uh, social like uh, statuses, but we all connect to each other. We all have a shared, like uh, just a shared like vibe. And we feel it with you guys, you know, we're 40 and our Boston guys, Angela's Canadian out in LA, you guys, are New York guys, you generally would think these people are all very separate and have no idea. No, nah. I feel like I could. I, I've known you guys for a long time, and I could like just hang out and talk. And that's the beauty of being Greek, I think, yeah. and the beauty of, of how like you. This is uh, we we really. I know. I, I definitely did. I know Michael did too. The, these things, um, you have no idea what's going on in our lives in the firm at any given moment. Specifically today, uh, it's just been a chaotic time period, and this is something that like both of it's us like were so eager, yeah. so eager and excited to do. Because of what you guys are doing, right? And I watched it. I've over the last few days, I've watched you know a lot of your 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 podcasts, the prior ones from Calamira to so and so, right? So, you know, I'm, I'm listening to them, and it's it really is. It's it's a reminder of how amazing our community is, and it's not just now. This is thousands and thousands and thousands of years of this, right? And so. There's a reason why we've touched so many different aspects of life, the world. And so it still exists. It's in our blood. It's in our DNA right. genuinely. And so not just us, unique to us. I think it's just generally, it's like you said before, it's, it's just who Greeks are. And so to kind of give a chance to kind of connect, share, it's, it's really not about KI. It's not about Michael Andres. It's about this message. And I'm sure a million other people feel the same way. Um, and the louder we can say it, the more we can connect with each other, the more we can do for our communities um, and outside of our communities. But spreading 
Hellenism, spreading philotima, spreading philoxenia, love, all of these different things. These are things that are part of who we are, and you just you just spread it wherever you can. Greeks are non, right? This isn't about a job referral, like, okay, you know, yes, of course, we welcome. We've done it plenty of times helping people, right? But it's about, you know, really, really, really spreading what it means to be Greek and connecting Greek. So, you know, you know Robert, to you guys. Adi, on your point, just to close, uh, you know, you guys are from Boston. I've, I've been to Boston many times. Great town. The Red Sox absolutely suck, though. I just want to... <laughs> Okay. Here we go. No more friends I now. Fuck, I can't fucking stand the Red Sox, bro. Dude, the, the Yankees spank them over the weekend. So, no, but uh, in all seriousness, um, I lost my train of thought. I would love to come back. You know what would be interesting? I added to your point, though. Like, we're all from different cities, right? First, second generation, whatever it may be. We have so much in common. Uh, I have so many stories of my travels like throughout Europe and meeting Greeks, you know, Stoixoterico, right? Germania, whatever. And you're talking to them, and I'm like, we're the same. We're literally the same, right? So it would be interesting for us to all get on and speak, you know, a New York Greek with an Australian Greek, with a a Texan Greek, or just giving you guys an example. The commonalities. I would sign, and the differences. And the differences. And I would sign up for that immediately because I think it would be just a great, it would just be a great show. It's funny you say that, Michael. I've talked to Ari and Forty about that. We have, we've had guests from South Africa, Australia, Canada, and we've talked about doing a maybe kind of a show where we pick a few topics on Connecting Greeks and find, but we have to find the right time for everybody. That's the problem. That's true. Time yeah. zones are all. Yeah, legal Nescafe will all wake up. <laughs> 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 like well, you know what? I have an idea, Andrew. Uh, we should all meet in Greece. Oh, yeah. Opa! There we go. <laughs> a better idea. My wife's driving me nuts. <laughs> but, guys, this has been fun. I know Adi's going to put all your stuff up because that's Ari's the expert there at this, but. Uh, Forty usually finishes off the show. Uh, Adi and Forty are going to take. The, he finishes off the show, and he's going to ask you guys some questions. Yeah, Can I ask a very quick question? A very quick question. Your father's uh, diner uh, restaurant was in Tribeca for many, many years. Just random question. Ever meet De Niro? I have not met De Niro, but I've met Joaquin Phoenix. I've met Mayor Bloomberg. I've oh, wow. met uh, a lot of celebrities for sure. Um, and, awesome. Yeah, they tons, tons. And they, to this day, they still come. Um, yeah, they still come. A lot of people come because awesome. you just treat them normal. I just, I just, I re- the, the reason I ask that is just because I associate Tribeca with Tribeca Film yes. Festival. And yeah, yeah. Tribeca Grill. My, my dad's restaurant was Tribeca's Kitchen. And Robert De Niro's restaurant is called Tribeca Grill. He also has Nobu. He has a lot of places. He's part of the Myriad Restaurant Group. Oh, He's wow. been a staple. He actually opened up the same time my dad did in 1989. It's him. There's Bubbies. There's two, three people that opened in Tribeca in 89. There was no Battery Park in 1989. It was Western wow. Highway and then nothing. Right? Wow. So, and I grew up remembering that. You look outside the restaurant and it was just nothing. You could see the boats. You see Jersey. There was no battery park. That zip code did not exist, right? It's crazy. So Robert De Niro was one of them, but so was my father. That's awesome. Nice. Well said. Well said. And uh, so, gentlemen, three quick questions for you that uh, we like to ask all of our guests to get to know you a little better through the culture. And we talked about our culture and what it means to us. Um, so even as restaurant tours and so forth, the first question we like to ask, we'll ask the both of you, you know, food is a big part of our culture. Can you let us know your favorite and least favorite Greek food? Mm, that's a good question. I mean, I know mine. God. My favorite food are Kalimnika Fila. Fila. I, was, I was hoping you'd say that. Kalimnika Fila. And uh, a close second. I'm sorry. I know I'm, I'm, I'm answering a bit extra. Oh, good. Something called Muri. Which is in Kalimniko Kiafto. It's the yemi seed from the Arni, and you you know you put a little egg in there and you fry it up. So tigani. I mean, it's it's absolutely good hangover food, actually. Yeah. But um, Michael, for those of the for those of that are listening that don't know what fila are, what would be the equivalent for those that don't know what fila are? Are you know what fila are? 
Stuffed grape leaves. Dolmades. I only know them as fila. I'm sorry. That was a hard Dolmades. My mother makes them amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Least favorite? Least favorite. There's got to be one. No, I like Fakes. I love Fakes. As I'm getting closer to 40, I like Fakes more. As a kid answer. But probably, you know, Musaka, that they're yazo, man. Me neither. That's actually a good choice. I don't like musaka either. Yeah. Dude, um, that's the first time anybody said that on the show. I know. That's the first one. Sorry. Musaka is a classic. I'm actually going to double down on that. I, I never eat musaka. I don't, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan. I love of it. Is it the eggplant? What is it? Yeah, it's the eggplant. I'm just not a fan of the eggplant with it. It's like kind of like a spin. It's like a veggie version of a pastiche. Oh. I don't know. Give me, like, just give me the real deal. I, I, I agree with you guys. I agree with you guys, but I, like I wouldn't list it as my least favorite, but it's definitely not something that I'm like down with. Yeah. So, okay. so I get it. Okay. I get it. My favorite, my favorite food, I guess, just trying to keep it within the culture, uh, Um My dad used to season it just like secret recipe, three days. It was amazing. Um, that's like by far one of my favorites, like legit Godosuvli, pork butt, pork belly, pork shoulder, three nice. days marinade. I used and to do it as tailgates. It's feed like three sections. It's very <laughs> frustrating because in Greece, a lot of souvlatsidika, they don't make goto souvli or they make very limited supply. Yeah. And then here in the States, you know, you have to get lucky to find a place that makes We goto have goto souvli pork chop. Very good. Have have marathi. Marathi. Very good. Oh, nice. You're killing me. You're killing me. We have a goto souvli pork chop. So we tried to take you kind guys, of like... You guys come delicious. to New York. We'll, we'll all go oh, out. Oh, yeah. Love it. I don't know if I have a least favorite food. Moussaka. Um, other, other than that one, anything other different than that. You guys like kokoretsi? We're down with margarita. You guys got moussaka below kokoretsi? I don't like Kokoretti. <laughs> I mean, if you ask me between Kokoretti, Kokoretti wins the shit food of all time. How about like, how about like, no, literally, literally, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan of that either. Definitely not. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, what's next? Yeah. Next, next question. Next question. Um, you know, as Greeks, we're pretty witty, right? And we like to say a lot of like, you know, clever things. Any, any sayings that you grew up with that you actually still uh, will probably pass on to your kids or your family and your friends. Any sayings that you grew up with that oh, still yeah. bad, bad or good, it doesn't matter. Yeah, this is this this you know this That's a good one. Not censoring anything here, so you can go with the. Floor. I mean, I have my grandmother's voice in my head right now, just, I just <laughs> say, saying a million things to me. I mean, Michali Mutatamatia Sudekatesera. Likes the nusu. Katsefrenima, which means katse, katsefrenima. I don't know. Frenima. Yeah. Not even real Greek. I don't know. I think we all have. I've, I've, I've heard all those. I've heard all those front parents. That's so funny. Mine, uh, mine is, I guess, uh, I didn't, I mean, it's not necessarily something that I heard growing up, uh, like hearing, but it's one that was always told to me. And it was something that I actually have a tattoo on my back that says it. It says, you can't change what's written. It's a very famous. Uh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. You can't change what's written, and that's a very, very Greek thing. Yeah. Wow, I like that. Very true. All right, gentlemen. And the last question before we we sign off here is, uh, you know, as Greeks, we're pretty dramatic people. You know, we we're pretty emotional. Not me, right? And uh, and we, I grew up with a lot of superstition. Any superstition that maybe you grew up with that you might still to this day, you know, live by. I got a good one. Go, go, go first. <laughs> so if you leave, if you leave the house. And then you forgot something, do not go back in. Like it's like the <laughs> worst. I do that all the time. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> so there's two, right? Anything, any after, and a mirror, obviously. After after anything, uh, you know, wedding, whatever, you know, Benis Mesometodexipodi with the right foot. Always. Right. But the one that I always remembered from a small age. Was every time we would leave Greece, because we went to Greece every summer. If you tell me this, I'm a freak. Wait, I want to write it down. Yeah, 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 yeah. My wait, 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 don't say, don't write it yet. My, I'm not, I'm not gonna, my, <laughs> my father's grandma, Yaya Marigo, okay? She was 90-something years old, sharp as a sword. She knew everything that was going on. But I remember, I have a vision here, you know, all, all black with the the, the, scarf, the madili, whatever. And she would sit outside. I remember we would take the the six thirty flight from Kos. I can't believe you to Athens. This, 
and she would be there with the potiraiki gemato menero water and she would she would throw it as we're driving away and I'd be bawling I'd be crying because a I didn't know if I was going to see her again and I'm going to start crying now and like I was going back to that shithole New York and I wanted to stay in Greece you know so uh, why did she throw the water do you know why I, you know that's a good question I know why because it's the answer right here what's the answer my yaya used to throw a water bucket and he used to say Nike's Kalodromo there you go. There you go. Oh, I like do the same thing. My mother-in-law yeah. does that. The taxi's leaving and she's going this. I thought this. maybe because we were sailors historically nope. and there was some this kind of right. reference. I, I, asked, no I asked about this. Calodromo water bucket. Calodromo. I can't That's amazing, that. bro. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane that awesome. you said That's that. awesome. Well, guys, guys, this was, this was amazing. And I, like Angelo said before, uh, let, come back so we could like, you know, uh, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's pick another topic and just talk for another hour. Next time you guys come back. It's like come therapy. Back. This is really enjoyable. I, this is awesome. I needed this today too, actually. You have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Somebody here. This better calm down here. Better. Nice to meet you. Much pleasure to you. Much success to everything that you guys are. You guys as well. And hopefully we'll see you in New York for a night in Manaki. Okay. Well, we just want to say, Thank you so much for taking the time. We know you guys are busy. You got a lot going on. Thank you so much for taking the time. Always, always thanks, Angelo, for being with us. Uh, you know, being the, the the rock that we are hanging on. Fati, thank you. And uh, we want to thank everybody out there who's watching and listening. Join us again because these guys will be back. Uh, it was a blast. Thanks, everybody. Find out more about uh, what they do, their firm, the restaurant, all that stuff. We'll have it in the notes. And thanks again, guys. Have a great night, everybody. Bye, guys. 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 B